Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming up back at you here for Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on this week's episode, go ahead and check out, coming up this weekend, the State of Pro Wrestling. That's John Costa, the PVD cast, and I go ahead and talk about the what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. We talk WWE, AEW, and we even cut our own wrestling promo so if you want to hear it go ahead and check it out wherever you get your podcast inside sports fantasy football of course symbolates symbolates with the y.com go ahead and support joe sorrow he was part of our playback.tv slash lakers fast break live coverage go ahead and check him out there right there for you at symbolates symbolates with the y.com as, as joe sorrow is oxide 247 at lakersball.com also, of course, go ahead and check out our good friends, Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers in Five. Of course, John Costa's Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner. And then also, as well, of course, the John McCallion channel and Daniel Barry Sports Highlights. Yo, easy dub, A. Eh? Well, not quite for the Lakers, but go ahead and support all these great channels. And speaking of great channels you need to support, go ahead and make sure you subscribe today. Follow us today, like us today at the Lakers Fast Break so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, it comes right down to it. The Lakers, after a big win or a big fourth quarter for the Lakers, coming back from LeBron's largest deficit ever in the fourth quarter to get the victory against the Clippers back-to-back in the crypt against the hapless Washington Wizards, owners of the NBA's worst record and losers of the last 12 games. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the Lakers' defense What is what went wrong as the Lakers uh, gave up 69 points in the first half. They did score 70, but the second half, even though they pulled away to a 68-point lead, it looked like they were going to break away. LeBron James kind of got frustrated at the lack of calls. I kind of let the Lakers down on the defensive end uh, on a couple of occasions and got the Washington Wizards back involved in the game, leading to a last-second shot for the win in regulation by Jordan Poole that was not meant to be, and the Lakers and Wizards went into overtime where LeBron did finally take over. He is now just nine points away from the vaunted 40,000-point barrier as he and the Lakers, about a sigh of relief, I think, from the entire crowd at Crypto.com Arena after a great performance, especially in the first half for AD with 40 points, LeBron James with 30-plus, 
and the Lakers. Behind the two stars, they unfortunately did not get the rest that they needed because the Lakers needed everything and then some that they could utilize in a 134-131 escape over the Washington Wizards. And here today to go ahead and talk about today's close shave is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out today as the guy behind Simblades, SimbladesWithAY.com. <laughs> Joe has him as the Washington Gizzards. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, great to have you here. Great part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live coverage. The chat is already blazing away. Everybody's taking a sigh of relief, but they're not happy with the way that the Lakers executed on defense today. If LeBron doesn't have that, the the LeBron block, they should just yes. call it the LeBron yes. block, and that three, this game would have been a loss. Now, uh, you can also say antics caused the deficit, but in the end, it doesn't matter that those two plays ended up saving them there in overtime and they were able to win <clears throat> there was a combination of uh complacency and typical laker defense as well as the wizards are just they were they played probably their best game of the year now i haven't watched a lot of the wizards games but i'm going to take a guess that when mark <clears throat> when um marvin bagley shoots 11 of 14 from the freaking field and Kuzma can't miss from three apparently. And then of course, Mr. Poole decides to look like 2022 pool. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think they went into this game expecting those guys to do what they did. Is it Kispert? Kispert? Corey Kispert. Yeah. Corey 20 Kispert. points. Like seriously, what the, is the, is the Laker defense that bad or do these guys just play out of their ass? I think it was the, Former, not the latter. I, I I wanted them to have some rest. That's really ultimately what I wanted here. Even if it was going to be close to some degree, I was hoping that they would extend the lead long enough to where they didn't have to use AD and LeBron to play the final quarter too much. But we got an extra inning here. I you know for the five minute inning, even even though it's not that bad, but they won. They're over five hundred. For the first time, five games since I yes. think December thirteenth. Now <clears throat> you got this thing out of your way. The next ten games, folks. <laughs> if you have any of these kind of games in the next ten games, you are going to get blown out. So, good luck, Lakers. Hopefully, you got that out of your system. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win one thirty four to one thirty one. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yes, Bloodhound. Are those your teams? Uh, let me go ahead and put it up there. That, those are his teams, it looks like. Yes. What in the hell? Really? So he likes the Lakers. So he must hate the Celtics, even though he's a Boston fan. Uh, with their... that, I have never seen that. You are Is that a Red Sox on the top right? Yeah, I think that's a Red Sox. And then, uh, yeah. Okay, dude, you, you, you got to explain that while Gerald goes into the next subject. That That is mind-boggling. I have never, <laughs> ever seen that. Never. Joe, coming off that big victory against the Clippers, do you think they took them too lightly? Uh, I, I was worried about that in the pregame, and I noted that the Lakers could possibly – we've seen this scenario before where they take they play 
down to their competition, even though you said not to say that because you said they aren't a very good team, but they are substantially on record supposed to be much better than what we see out of the Washington Wizards, who is the worst, officially the worst NBA team right now. Oh, that's out there. So your thoughts, my friend. I don't know if they took them lightly. Uh, the Wizards played and were making shots, even with good defense. It was just one of those games where the stars aligned for them. That's all it was. And then it's a combination of just the Lakers and probably not taking them uh, that serious, but also just typical Laker defense, too. The Lakers defense is terrible, number one. The, and the other thing is, I keep hearing the word bench. The Lakers do not have a bench, folks. They do not have a bench. The bench is gone. Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent were supposed to be their bench guys. Or if Vanderbilt was starting, maybe uh, AR would be coming off the bench. The Lakers do not have a seven or eight man rotation that would be viable. They're they're using Torian Prince, Dinwiddie, Jackson Hayes as necessities. They're not using them as any kind of particular strategy. It's just there is no choice. They have to sit the guys so that they can get some rest. Other than that, there's no value in the bench. It just isn't, especially when they start playing teams with depth or playing against teams that actually can uh, set up some kind of rotation that could be consistent. One thing I do want to say is Intel Wild, truly appreciate the super chat. Thank you so much for doing so. Says, you know the feeling we all felt after last night's epic comeback. Why do I feel the opposite of that 24 hours later? Because, again, the Lakers, just defensively, they were a miss, and they just did not take the, them seriously, kept them in the game. They kept the Wizards in the game, made mistakes down the stretch, and almost lost this one, Joe. They almost – they pulled victory out of defeat out of this one because absolutely the Wizards, by all – if it was a halfway decent NBA team – there's a real chance we could have lost tonight. They they were about to lose until LeBron blocked that shot on his typical run back block. And then if he doesn't make the three, they probably lose. They had to have both those plays. You mentioned a five-point swing. At it that was a five-point swing. So imagine if he makes that layup, the Wizards up five with, what, two minutes left? I don't think yeah. the Lakers come back from that. Because then the pressure is going to be on them to make a basket in the next one. If they miss that one, then it's toast, which is probably what likely would have happened. So LeBron saved it at the end there, regardless of whether he put him in the position or not. Either way, he made sure they didn't buy that five-point swing. They ended up tying the game, and then the Wiz uh, missed the next shot, and the Lakers were able to score after that, and that was it. But it's, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, I wasn't nervous. I'm kind of just content on who this team is. I, I kind of embrace the comedy of it a little bit. It it wouldn't be as as big of a deal if the Lakers were 43 uh, and 18. It would be just one of those games, oh man, they're really screwing this up. But because there's, so, there's no margin of error, that's why these games become more tight and more nervous because they can't lose these games. They're, they're they, they got to take what they can get. And it is the second time they've won back-to-back games this year. So salute to them on that. And at this point, it's over, guys. We, we can go on with our lives and see what they do here in the next 10 games against formidable teams. One of these 10 teams is going to win a championship, in my opinion. So you might want to 
be focused on those for sure. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 134 to 131. They go to 33 and 28. They are back in ninth place in the Western Conference. So you mentioned this tough schedule. And I'm going to get to AD in a minute because I want to hear your thoughts on that because they really got away from him late in the game when they should have stayed with him after the kind of game he had up until that point. But you mentioned the schedule. So it starts off Saturday with the Nuggets. Thunder are not too happy after they got waxed by the Spurs tonight. So they won't be too happy coming into the uh, Crypto.com arena next week. Then you have the Kings, the Bucks, the Timberwolves. Then we're on the road at the Kings and then come back home to the Warriors. So that's set right there, my friend. That's all playoff teams that we're facing against. If you want to count the Hawks and the Sixers and the Pacers, Bucks, right after that, that's even more playoff teams that we're playing on. So there are no easy games coming up for weeks until we get to the Grizzlies late in the month of March, Joe. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to be a dangerous run here. I nope. don't. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna fare with just five guys being able to be play consistent all 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 game. It's it's gonna be scary, and then the the road trip after that is even scarier. They go from March twenty sixth through April third. They'll ironically. And there's two back to backs. There's two back to backs on the road. Just mm-hmm. to let you know at that time. Right. Yeah. It's Milwaukee, Memphis, and then Toronto. And then they got to fly to Washington the next night. It's going to be pretty. I I can't even grasp what what to think about during this run. I don't. I don't. I can't. I re, I can't really go and do it other than try to focus game to game and see what happens. Denver. I feel like they're due. Whether they win or not is is is, is unknown. Oklahoma City, I think, can be taken. Sacramento, I think there's a chance there. Milwaukee as well. Minnesota is going to be tough. Sacramento at Sacramento is going to be tough. Golden State. It's a, it's a, it's really, really it's a gauntlet here. Uh, my prediction is if they have a good ten game run, it's seven and three. They may, they may end up being five and five when it's done. Realistically, based off how they played this year. And that might not be bad either. I don't know. This just depends on what your outlook on that is. They do have Atlanta, Philly, and Indy in the last three games. I'd like to think Atlanta and Philly at home are wins are are, are games that they'd be favored in. And then Indiana's a good team, but I'd like to think that they can beat Indiana. But the hard ones are going to be Denver, Oklahoma City, uh, Minnesota, Milwaukee, even uh, Sacramento twice, and then Golden State. Uh, after what they did to us in, in San Francisco, it's it's going to be a lot of nationally televised games too. So this is going to be a little bit of a showcase for for the Lakers as well with AD and LeBron. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch the Tomorrow War before the Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say the Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. 
<laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching. Listen, the Lakers do win in overtime, 134 to 131. The Lakers are again 33 and 28, their ninth place in the Western Conference. But I want to ask you this on AD. AD, 40 points tonight, but it seems, and this is a reoccurring theme in my books, that the Lakers later in the game in fourth quarter, they seem to go away with feeding AD the ball consistently in the crunch. Maybe it's just me saying that, but I really think that they go to more of an outside game when it gets closer and closer like that. I'm not sure that's always the smartest of moves. Your thoughts, my friend, AD 12 or 13 at the line, 14 to 22 overall. When he's playing like that offensively, when he's scoring at will like that offensively, I just feel that the Lakers should have stuck to it a little bit more, but LeBron James bailed you out once again with 31 and nine. I'd have to go back and look at the game. I, I really honestly wasn't paying attention to how the wizards were guarding uh, AD. I don't know if he wasn't able to get deep post possession position. I should say, uh, I don't know if the Lakers were being guarded in a way where they, they took too long at the, per- I, I thought they, they took too much time dribbling not getting into the, their offense quicker into the into the shot clock, and then they ended up getting rushed, especially if the pick and roll didn't create enough uh, spacing for whatever they needed. It's just a discombobulated type offense. It, it, it always has been. There's there's just no room for, for anything, really. The, the guys that are making shots are skilled enough to make the shots. D'Lo has a quick release, an even quicker release recently. AD is is strong enough to uh, receive contact, but still get the ball to the hoop. AD can sometimes hover on the perimeter. Sometimes he can get deep possession uh, in the post, or he can get the ball out the post. It's not a consistent setup, and LeBron needs spacing. So that becomes a little more difficult for AD to establish some kind of post presence because it clogs the lane. It's not a – it's just not – I don't know if a post-game offense works with LeBron James. Who has LeBron James played with? I know El Gaskis was was his it was a legitimate center, but other than him, who? And was El Gaskis a powerhouse down low? Sure, he was a big guy who could get his baskets there, but was he really that guy that would that you could just throw the ball to and either, you know, uh, allow to dictate the offense through slashing and through diving to the hoop. No. LeBron, uh, the LeBron offense cannot have really a post-game guy 48 minutes into the game because his game is to get to the basket. And if that area is not cleared, it's a, it's it's hard for him to do that. So either they create an offense where it's in constant motion, which we all know they don't move for or we have to pick our spots on when to decide to keep the lanes clear as much as possible for LeBron, or you start throwing the ball down low to AD. 
I think the other part of the reason why is uh, I believe the Wizards uh, made 17 threes. Let me check really quick. I'm going to check right now for you. Uh, 17 threes, yeah. yeah. They made 17 threes. So I think there was some panic on the Lakers side where we got to stay with that. Otherwise, we're going to be scoring two points and they're going to be scoring three and, and, and winning the series for that particular, let's say, 40 to 50 minute stretch. That, that plays a part in NBA basketball. That plays a huge part in NBA basketball. It's why they shoot the threes as much as they do. Because if you, if you let's say, in three possessions, in three possessions, let's say you go down low to AD and he scores each time. That's six points, right? If the other team shoots two three-pointers, it's, 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 it's zero. It evened out. But they only have to do that for two series out of every three or possession. Sorry. You see how that works? So now as soon as he misses the next shot, now, now they, let's say, get a layup. Now they're up three. You see how it works? If anybody's confused, I'll, I'll say it again. Three possessions, two points each. That's six points on, on the offense that's trying to get you know, closer to the basket and getting two points. The other three possessions from your opposing team hits two three-pointers in those same three sequences, right? They're, they've just tied it. Now, the Lakers go back on their fourth possession, miss that shot, and then if that team comes back and hits, let's say, a layup, they've won those four uh, possessions by, by um, two points. And that's how things build and build and build. And then if you miss three or four shots... They make a couple threes, then it becomes this uh, eight eight nine zero run in like a minute and a half to two minutes. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do Did win. Did I sound like Kenny Smith on that? Confusing the hell out of everybody. You confused the hell out of me on that one, but that's okay. Well, you're not that bright, so but I'm talking to the. Well, you're dumber right. than I am. That's for sure. Well, you're the one who said. You're the one who came up with that stupid lingo written. I just talked hey, about. Hey, look, if you can't handle basic. Numbers, you can't sir. even talk and chew gum right now. Maybe maybe you should reevaluate your your speeching speaking skills. The speeching my speeching skills. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Spoken very eloquently there. <laughs> you know how you guys can tell you strike a nerve with Gerald. He hasn't even dr- he hasn't become, started to drink yet. An English teacher. That's why he has started. He hasn't even taken a drink yet most likely have you no see there you go okay hitting the hard stuff Uh, yep cook that fraud indeed absolutely thank you eduardo it is a lakers fast break the lakers do win 134 to 131 in overtime i just think when it comes right down to it the lakers they just look past their competition tonight they Coming off the high of last night's game, a game where they had to have that miraculous comeback, uh, whether you not, say they were just coming off an emotional letdown or or what have you. No excuse, Joe. This teams lost twelve in a row heading in, and they left. They let them stay in the game. They had the lead late, but then you said, like you said earlier, LeBron. Got mad he wasn't getting the call, didn't hustle back on defense. It led to you know an 8-0 run, getting him back involved in the game. It's those little things, Joe, that leaves the Lakers continuing to play with fire that kind of irritates 
all of us. And I see it in the chat room. I see it on YouTube, Facebook, and also playback where they're just, it's constantly so irritating to us fans how the Lakers continually make these mistakes. But then again, it's representative of what a 500 team usually does. No, I didn't see any, oh, we ran out of energy because of what happened last night. I think, I don't think anything, I don't think last night. You don't think they took them seriously? I, I just think it was a combination of the Lakers playing the way they've played on defense all year and the Wizards shooting 17 three-pointers. They're the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA. But they decided to shoot tonight. Why? I don't know why. Because Jordan Poole looked like a championship-winning Golden State Jordan yeah, Poole. And, and Mr. Kuzma decided to make shots at, at his rear end every other possession. And draft bust. Marvin Bagley looked yeah. like an all-star. Yeah, Marvin Bagley. We, we, he's been he's been dead in the water for four years now. I don't know what – well, since the beginning, actually. So I don't know what – what created that? But I've seen that happen before. I've seen, I've seen players that haven't lived up to their expectations play like gangbusters against the Lakers. I don't know why. I don't know what that is. He has no ties to the Lakers. Although he might have played, but actually, I do remember he would play the Lakers well when he was in Sacramento. So I don't know. Maybe he gets his jollies off against LA. Eleven of fourteen, Joe. To Marvin Bagley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked like. AD. He looked like the second pick overall to 2018. And then Jordan Poole, 13 to 26, uh, shooting it from everywhere, 34 points. Corey Kispert coming off the bench for them. They got 61 points off the bench. You talked about how bad our bench is. Uh, nobody on the bench coming off the bench has been reliable for us. Dinwiddie tonight was the best player overall at 10 points, and he's been abysmal since the All-Star coming off the All-Star break. So this bench, as you say, is not very much of a bench. It's terrible because when we started the season, we were told, we saw, we commented on the Lakers being so deep. It looks like after all this time, they're not so deep after all. No, they were. They would have been deep had Vando and Gabe Vincent lived up to their expectations. Unfortunately, they haven't because they haven't been able to stay healthy. Those are two bodies that that were valuable for this team not only in in replacement during the games but also in talent and you could interchange different philosophies with those guys if you wanted to run a more defensive centric type uh, off, uh system you can do that with Vando you could put Cam Reddish in there a little bit too so you have some wing players that can guard and have some length you had Gabe Vincent who would be the backup point guard to, to a certain extent for a D'Lo. D'Lo wouldn't have to play uh, defense in certain instances. If you if you, if you you had Gabe Vincent, he plays better defense than D'Lo, but D'Lo's good on offense, and those are interchangeable. But they never got it. They just never got it. I wasn't big on Jackson Hayes, even though he's played better than I thought he would. Uh, Christian, Christian Wood was always going to be a flyer but I, I believe that as a backup, he should flourish or at least give us some good minutes. It's just his head, his head's not in the game a lot. It's just not his his focus is very he's not a he's not a jackass like uh Hassan White Whiteside was. He was just a dumbass, but he has the same tendencies to 
he has the same lack of focus game in and game out. Alfred, it's going to be tough for the Lakers to jump Sacramento, especially with this upcoming schedule, because it's like a murderer's row. But they do have two upcoming games against Sacramento. So if they can favor themselves and play well against the other teams and then go ahead and take those two games against Sacramento, that would put them in the eighth spot in the Western Conference. So do you see it as being very feasible at all, Joe, seeing how we do it? Yes, in the midst of all those tough games, have two upcoming games against the Sacramento Kings. What do I see? Do you see them jumping into the eighth spot ahead of Sacramento? Well, let's look at the standings. So right now they're in the ninth spot, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's still a game behind Golden State, I believe. Uh, they're a half game in front of Golden State. But yes, in the loss column. Okay, so the, 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 the number you have to pay attention to is the losses. I don't care about the positioning right now. They're three games behind Sacramento for the eight seed. That means the Lakers have to win three in a row, and they have to lose three in a row, which they can help themselves there this coming week. They're going to play Sacramento twice. So if they want to catch up to Sacramento... They have to take both games. They have to take both games. Now, looking at the last two games, Sacramento has lost two. The Lakers have won two. Say so they've, they've they've gotten two games on that. They have they can they control their destiny on that particular setup. However, if they lose to Denver, and then lose to Oklahoma City, and then lose to Milwaukee, and lose to Minnesota, or let's say they go one and three in that, it doesn't matter if they they. They beat Sacramento in those games. They're still still trying to climb at that point because I'm sure that Sacramento's going to mix in a couple wins here and there during that stretch. Ideally, I think the Lakers, if anything, they, they, they have to win Saturday just for, for them to get out of that loser mentality against Denver. And I believe they should beat Oklahoma City. I believe they should beat it. I think because of their youth, I think the Lakers have a veteran – players that are still playing well that they can take that game now whether they beat sacramento on wednesday i don't know i I'm, i think we're asking for too much at that point and then milwaukee a couple nights later then a couple nights later minnesota it's just i i, I can't pinpoint where what what would make sense what would be realistic because i can't you can't say they're going to win all five games this next five games at home you, can't. you think if they go three and two yeah, but which game would they lose? So they can't lose against Sacramento. They're, they they need to beat Denver at some point here. But I don't know. It's it's a really tough one. I haven't really. I just can't predict anymore with this team. It's 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 too inconsistent. It's just too inconsistent. And I prefer to just wait till Saturday. Let them win. Wait till Monday. Let them win. Hopefully, and then let it let it play every other day and and go from there. If they go four out of the next six and two of those victories are both over the Kings, that would put them in a much better position. Yeah, four and two would would definitely be something that you could look up and go, you know what, that's actually not bad. Okay, if you're going to lose a game, if you're going to lose a game, if you're going to lose games, you probably want to lose the Milwaukee game because that's an East team. And then, do you lose against Minnesota? 
I was going to say that the games that I would think that personally, because the Thunder probably will be pissed off still from that San Antonio loss they got tonight. I think that they do. That's where the the Lakers might stumble. They actually, I don't, I don't might think be, the NBA teams I think, think that way anymore, Gerald. I don't huh. think they think that way. I think you're giving them a little too much credit. Well, it's a game. younger team, Joe, so maybe they do. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think that the, the, today's mentality doesn't think. I think the Thunder and the Timberwolves is where they where they stumble, but I think they'll win against the Nuggets, Kings, Bucks. These, these, and these guys are so entitled. They they think they're you know what's don't stink, and they when they lose a game, they don't. I don't. I think they they feel like they blame somebody else for why they lost instead of themselves. The only time you have that mentality where you're like, you know what, we really screwed this up. We're going to go into the next game and slaughter somebody. It's usually a team that's responsible for understanding that they stunk. So if you think the if the Lakers would have lost tonight, you don't think the Lakers would have? No. No? Lakers have, no. Been, have been losing too many games this year for us to to think that they have any thought process of thinking, well, we got to, we got to, we really crap the bed. We got to, we got to play better the next game. They're, they're, they don't have that kind of mentality. If they did probably have a better record. We'll see, but is the Lakers coming up with a very hard stretch again? They've got the nuggets on Saturday, got the thunder right after that on the fourth, the Kings, the bucks, Timberwolves, they go up to Sacramento on the 13th against the Kings Warriors on the 16th, then you got the Hawks, 76ers, and the Pacers. Back to the Bucks before you get to Grizzlies. Again, as I mentioned earlier, Joe, you do not see a non-playoff team. I mean, you, you don't see a playoff team until a non-playoff team until the 27th of March. That's almost a month away. That's how bad it is for the Lakers. That's how bad the schedule is upcoming for the Lakers. Yeah, it's bad. That's why those losses in the past matter. Because now, every loss is going to hurt. Every single loss will hurt. Because the more and more you do that, the more you start creeping into that 9 and 10 spot that you're get, you're then going to have to make sure you win two games. Yeah, You're going to have to win two games. You don't win two games, you're out of the playoffs. After all this, and to be out of the playoffs, oof, that's 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 a wasted season. That's a wasted season at that point. Even a first round loss is a wasted season. But and, and you're also hoping that LeBron and AD are going to be in the lineup for all those games. That's a great. That's a great point. Uh I mean, for AD, he's been one of the top leaders in minutes. I don't know so. where they would. I don't honestly think they're gonna. But LeBron, I don't think because they have because they have breaks in between these games. I don't believe they're gonna sit LeBron okay. until probably that Milwaukee Memphis back to back game. Or if I would say if there's games where they're like no we're gonna just forfeit this game then he'd sit but i don't know which game that would be i don't know i don't know if it would be a it would have something would have to tweak something would have problem when you have a 39 year old star that you have to heavily rely upon that they don't have any depth so they have nothing to rely on either way they needed a 39 year old superstar 
going into his twilight years to to win the last two games. If LeBron doesn't hit seven threes, five threes in the fourth, they don't win tomorrow yesterday. And if LeBron doesn't have that run back block and that three right after it, they don't win tonight either. They need LeBron. <laughs> There's no other way. LeBron can't sit. He can't sit the rest of the year, really. But that's not realistic either because he could just blow a tire and be gone at that point. Because there's no depth. There's no depth on this team. And I don't believe Vanderbilt or Gabe Vincent are coming back. The Lakers are going to have to ride this thing with five guys, essentially, and a couple of people off the bench that will uh, rest them up a little bit here and there. But that's it. Because Christian Wood is still yet to be evaluated. Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt, they haven't even get gotten back onto the court as of yet. They're they're still in rehab. Uh, Colin Castleton, we mentioned, fractured a wrist. So those of you those of you out there were pushing for more Colin Castleton, you're probably not going to see him at all the rest of the season. I'm assuming that they'll look at it, maybe go ahead and call today and get him some surgery. So yeah, the Lakers are running out of options, Joe. Uh, Dinwiddie has to be more consistent. This is the first decent game he's had since the you know since the All Star break, and I mean that's four games, Joe. If he's only going to give you one decent game out of four games, you're right. What you say about having no bench, and this is not a barometer for Dinwiddie. The Wizards are not a good team. They, you're going to find out how good Dinwiddie is in a few games here. Mm-hmm. He's going to get worked if he doesn't make shots and can't get some separation and some good passing here and there, which is what he's trying to do. It's not going to be good. Torian Prince can't. And it looks like uh, Torian Prince is no longer the favorite child. It looks like Dinwiddie is now the favorite child of Ham coming off the bench. I, I don't, I don't fall into that nonsense of favorite child, this favorite child that I never really. Well, let's say he has a preference right now, according to the minutes a lot. Uh, I never thought of preferences. I thought there's no choice at this point. You have to understand this, the roster. The roster is fractured. The only players that have any staying power are the starting five. That's it. There is, I, I can't expect Torian Prince to be something that people want him to be. And if you're going to blame uh, Darvin Ham for that at the beginning of the year, I believe I, I agree with it to some, to some point. But because we were waiting for Rui, like, why aren't you playing Rui? But now that he's playing Rui, now there's no, there's nothing you can fall back on and say, oh, well, why is he doing this? Folks, you can't play five starters 48 minutes, okay? You got to wake up a little bit. You got to think about some things. Sometimes you all don't think. Focus. They need to sit guys down. There's no one else. Who are they going to put in? JHS? Maxwell Lewis? Who the hell are they going to put in? Max Christie is shooting 42% from the field. What do you want? What do you want? What what do you want him to do at this point? We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. 
So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I want to ask you this. Xbox is in the comments asking you, what percentage do you give us of not making the finals? I love how he just refers to you as Joey. That's true. It's totally Australian of him. Well, I, I, my friend, my dad's friends called me Joey, so I'm used to Joey. No worries. Yeah, but he's from Australia, so he's used so to. So, yeah, the Australians. I've I've had some run-ins with Australians. Australians do call me Joey because of the kangaroo thing. The uh, East Coast type, East, East Coast uh, friends of mine will call me Joey. My friends, my dad's friends would call me Joey. Joey's not a. I've been called Joey many times in my life. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I, I, I actually kind of like it. So um, the question to your, the, the, the answer to your question is, what, what was it again? I'm sorry. Uh, he wants to know the percentage. So of, the percentage is of, of, of not making the finals. Of, no, of reaching the finals. Uh, probably the first number that came into my head was 1%. There you go, folks. And it's, it's really not about the season either. It's also the development of what's happened. The development of the roster at this point is playing a factor in that decision. The Lakers are screwed. They're really screwed depth-wise. And you need depth in the West, man. You really need depth in the West. See, the Boston Celtics don't have depth, right? But they can get away with it because they do have a better coach, guys that have been together for a very long time, uh, and... They, they they play well together, except for Porzingis. But that's that was like a plug and play. That's normal. But there's there's a there's a deficiency that isn't going to work in the in the West. If you don't have if you don't at least have a seven or eight man rotation where the the two or three guys off the bench are integral parts of your your team to to hang on the leads or whatever. If you don't believe me, all you got to do is go watch Game Two and Game Four of the Denver series last year. You saw how when LeBron got tired or AD got taken out, the, the those double-digit leads went away. You need a, you need at least a six, seven, and eight guy in the playoffs that that are viable. Oh, I not think. making the final, he said he meant to say. So, oh, the percentage of not making ninety-nine percent. Yeah, yeah, ninety-nine percent they won't make the finals. And that's a, it's not a it's based off of just. The, the, the circumstances they're in right now. They don't have anyone but the five that they have, that they start. And they're not really, uh, they're not coached up well, obviously. And they're not going to all of a sudden get coached up well here in the last 20 games. Okay. Sean says, JHS lit up the G League in his last game. 38 points. Let's see him do that in an NBA game. We've seen guys light up the G League before and do nothing in the NBA. So uh, you think because he's now playing at a level where he's a little bit more comfortable now with his best game ever as a pro, you think he's going to go ahead and get more time on the Lakers before the season's over? I don't really care. Okay. Yeah, I don't really care. Okay. Lakers, Lakers really just didn't do what they needed to do last summer to when you had the advantage to upgrade the team without assets you didn't you didn't make it work 
You couldn't find that guy that could be the sixth, seventh, or eighth guy. See, imagine now if you had someone that could spell a player that could be in a in that net six, seven, or eight, right? So Vanderbilt, let's say Vanderbilt, because you can't control that. Let's say Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, and then you have that one guy. That becomes a whole different team at that point. You can't control Vanderbilt and Gabe Vincent getting injured. Although getting Gabe Vincent after his they didn't they didn't they didn't I don't think they looked into his situation as much. He if you watched how he played in the finals, you probably should have probably went after Max Struess if, if you really wanted a Miami Heat player. Look what he's doing in, in Cleveland. But maybe it was too much money, I don't know. But I it's like anything else, man. If you do the right thing, you're a genius. If you do the wrong thing, you're an idiot. So that's where they, they fall in that. To me, it's like hitting 300 at double A AA or triple A. I mean, can it translate to the majors? It doesn't, as you know, Joe, being the Dodgers fan you are, it doesn't always translate when you get to the big club. You know, I used to think the NBA level from college to the NBA was so big, that gap. Boy, baseball is whew. baseball is the more you watch baseball, especially with the new wave of baseball, man, it's tough. But NBA still that gap is big. It is huge. You can't the athletes and the ability to play basketball at that level is just mind boggling. You got these, you got Kevin Durant and LeBron who are six eight and seven feet tall who can do anything on the court. It's not. These guys had hit the genetic lottery when it hit when it when it was at a billion dollars. That's how how rare they are. So putting somebody like JHS who has average shooting skills, average speed, average athleticism, it doesn't matter if his ability to 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 process something in his rookie season doesn't matter if that's his strong suit or his work ethic. You know, <laughs> patting somebody on the back who's a professional athlete because of the work ethic to me is like saying, good job taking care of your children as a parent. I think it's a stupid compliment. Somebody complimenting me is, hey, man, you're a good dad. I'd be like, what the hell does that mean? You know, <laughs> of course I'm a good dad. That's what you're supposed to be. And his ability on the big stage is, again, was supposed to be his his head, right? He's scared like a puppy when he plays. And I'm going to have to bring back Sasha Vujicic as an example again, folks. Sasha was pretty amazing in practice. Pretty amazing shooter, good teammate, all that stuff. But what happened, except for the, the one year in 2008, what, what, did, what did Sasha do beyond that season? Every time he had an open shot, clank. Pretty much 70% of the time. 75% of the time. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 134 to 131 in overtime. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to go ahead and make sure that you get a daily dose of the Lakers fast break. Uh, but Joe, I know there's only a few minutes left. If you still got a nightcap, I said well, up think, for you. I think, I think uh, would you want to just continue the nightcap now? We can do that. So, folks, uh, this is something that I think we needed to discuss at some point, being that 
Most of these games are going to be late night games. So in case there is an overtime, I think what we're going to do is we're going to merge the nightcap with the post game. And that's kind of how that's going to go. I think that's that's the best way to go because I'd hate to cut off the show at what, what would be 50 minutes. Is that mm-hmm. something you want to do, Gerald? Or And then switch over to nightcap? It doesn't matter to me. I've got it prepped up for you. If okay, let's do that. Then let's, let's do that since you already started it. But I'll, I'll, I, I'll get on that with everyone. I'll get on, I'll get on that with everyone, and then we'll talk. Okay. Uh, we'll see how that kind of develops as as time goes on. That's funny by Mission Twenty Four. When I think about JHS, I think Vanilla. Uh, I just think disappointment is um, what I think right now. So. Uh, it's it's not his fault. It's the Lakers' fault. That was okay. a Laker decision. They did not. JHS should have been a late first or maybe even a second round pick. Because he wouldn't have those expectations. They wouldn't have those expectations. Plus, his game isn't conducive to this particular team. The team. This team. You needed an impact player right now. Let's say if you told me JHS is going to be a great player in three years, but we can get this guy in the draft that'll be good immediately. Dude, you need to win now. Get a guy that can play immediately right now. That doesn't help LeBron or AD. No, it doesn't. Then if you're not going to get a guy that's going to play immediately, then trade the pick. Somebody would have paid for it. Somebody would have paid for it. You would have gotten maybe an extra pick. And I know that there was some talk that they were trying to get the 20 and the 22nd or whatever it was. But trying doesn't mean We actually needed a player that could play. So you should have used that draft pick to get someone that could play. Maybe package somebody to go get a guy that could play. That's the, that's the, the, the holdup there. That's the, that's, that's, that's the issue. But we'll, we'll continue uh, more of this discussion on nightcap. I'm going to go ahead and start setting up here, Gerald. Yeah. Uh, anyone who doesn't make it, thank you for, for being here tonight, folks. Uh, if those of you who are going to switch over here in, uh, in about seven minutes, the thunder's coming, so if you guys want to talk some smack, go ahead and do it because I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy all of you. There you go. As only he can. It is Joe Soro. He'll be on in just a few minutes uh, for the nightcap, right there, Lakers nightcap with Joe Soro. Uh, I was wanted to go ahead and mention what Alfonso's asking on Facebook. Uh, would they be able to sign Patty Mills? Uh, right now, the Lakers have 15 players on the roster, so they would have to waive somebody in order to go ahead and pick up a Patty Mills or a Marcus Morris, who's the latest buyout player as far as that's concerned. So I doubt that they will go ahead and pick up someone else. Uh, The Lakers money management hasn't actually been the the smartest idea uh, because they could have saved themselves some money and they wouldn't have had a much different team than you see now What they just made a, a couple tweaks here and there, but they decided not to go down that route. They're in the route of, Let's just pay some more tax and let's go ahead and see what we can do to pay some more tax next season when we finally try to build some more players around there. Or if we try to get a third star, let's just go ahead and play, you know, pay into the tax even more. So Sean Harder says the JHS decision was almost as bad as the ham decision. Uh, Yes, I agree. Uh, The JHS decision, uh, but also the Maxwell Lewis hasn't done a whole lot either. Uh, both those guys up at this point at the NBA level have been disappointments. So uh, whether or not that they can translate their good play for the South Bay Lakers into good play at the NBA level, it remains to be seen. And of course I'm being honest with you. And by saying I'm skeptical that they can go ahead and do that uh, and that play at that level, unless they, they get a lot more 
seasoning. They get some more time. They have to get some playing time. But the problem is, if they're not good enough to get the playing time in the first place, then how do you expect them to go ahead and develop, at least as far as being part of the Lakers? But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mission 24 says, Gerald, take a shot. To... No, I'll let Joe do that. Joe's the guy with the shots for the nightcap. My shots are chocolate milk and water right now. So I apologize for the the non-alcoholic versions of the shots I take on a usual basis. So we'll leave it at that. But the Lakers do win 134 to 131. Uh, Darren says, Morris is tough and wants revenge on Joker. We should cut someone and sign him. Who would you cut? Would you cut uh, Christian Wood, who's got a knee issue? I'm not sure you can really do that. I think that'd be against the... Uh, the Players Association might say have an issue with it because uh, unless it's an injury, wait, you know, as far as his injury is not serious enough that he's not going to come back. So uh, I don't know. They, they could still probably cut him. So uh, Christian Wood would be the would he be the player that you cut or would it be Max Christie that you would cut or or which player would you remove to get Marcus Morris on the Lakers? But uh, Marcus Morris might also want to play for a team that's a higher contender in the league right now. That's something to consider as well. So Sean Harder says that neither the ham nor the draft decision makes any sense for a win now team. No, no, nothing the Lakers have done has made much sense. The decision making at that level with Rob Palenka, the scouting department has uh, made absolutely no sense. Uh, they thought that JHS was a keeper. He might be. You never know. He might prove us all wrong and get 38 points in a actual Lakers game that's not listed to South Bay, that's actually listed as Los Angeles. That may be in his future, but as Joe said, we needed a win-now guy. We needed a Cam Whitmore that's going to come off the bench and get you 14 points like he did today in an NBA game. That's the kind of player that we needed. Brad uh, Posiemski. Podzianski in Golden State is a starter for Golden State at this point in time. He's done so well. They could have had either one of those guys. Second rounder, Maxwell Lewis could have been replaced with a Trace Jackson Davis because you guys have noted that we need a backup big man that's consistent. He's more consistent and playing more consistent than any of the Lakers big men right now that's not named Anthony Davis in the lineup. So there you go. It's called evaluation, and the talent evaluation was off this year from what we see. So it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers will be playing on Saturday uh, against the Denver Nuggets. We'll be back here for that uh, tomorrow night. Uh, we've got another great show, I'm sure, planned for you as well. Going to be talking some basketball. Make sure we go ahead and take care of you there. Uh, don't forget about the UCLA Rookie 2. Uh, absolutely. Jaime Hawkins Jr. has been killing it for the Miami Heat. Yeah, just very depressing, Sean, how the Lakers had a chance and an opportunity to, to draft all those guys I mentioned and bypassed all of them to get where we're at. But the Lakers do escape Los Angeles for the big win, 134 to 131. Again, they're 33 and 28, their ninth place in the Western Conference. Big shout out to Julie Felix. Junjun, Armadio, and Childo. Uh, thank you so much from all the way over wherever you're at, whether in, you're in Australia, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, Kenya, the Philippines, Europe, Mexico, Brazil, 
wherever you're catching us, truly appreciate it. Anywhere in the United States, East Coast or West Coast, it is immensely and greatly appreciated that you're checking us out here at the Lakers Fast Break. The Lakers do win 134 to 131 in overtime. Once again, the Lakers are now 33 and 28 on the season. I'm looking forward to see what they can do. Again, this is a crucial stretch for the team. Absolutely crucial stretch for the team. Uh, you guys seem confident the Lakers will be able to go ahead and be able to get that going. So we'll see. Yes, it is, of course, the Lakers fast break. Join Joe Sorrell here in just a few minutes. He'll be talking again about that upcoming schedule. It is going to be a tough one. It is definitely going to be a tough one. We'll, we'll see what happens. Hey, Gerald, the Pistons bought out Mike Muscala. Happens every year, M24. He finds himself on a roster, gets himself bought out, and finds himself on another team. And, uh, you know, all the best to him. Still with a terrible trade. We'd have Ivica Zubats right now. Just think about Ivica Zubats and AD together on the front line. Yeah. Your rebounding issues would be a lot better than what we see without just having to depend solely on Anthony Davis to get every rebound. And that would make it a lot easier for the Lakers indeed. But yeah, it is what it is. The decisions were made. You could say it's magic, whatnot, but Rob was in the room when that happened. So that's some sore spot for me. Alfonso says it would be a big boost if the Lakers, if Murray won't be able to play. Yes, he did sprain an ankle. So Jamal Murray may be out of the lineup come Saturday. We'll see. We'll let you know. We'll tweet it out there at Lakers Fast Break. I'll also let you know in the hours leading up to the game. We'll let you know whether it's a pregame, whether it's our snack pack tomorrow, what have you. It is the Lakers Fast Break. Looking forward to going ahead and talking to you more Lakers. But it starts here right now for Joe Soro. He is going live. Looking forward to seeing him on the nightcap coming up here in just a second. But is the Lakers fast break? The Lakers do win 134 to 131. Again, we truly appreciate everyone out there being a part of what we do here at the Lakers fast break. So for Joe Sorrow, Henry Hill, give him a big shout out at Courtside Lakers. Go ahead and make sure you're part of what he's doing today at Courtside Lakers on Instagram. It is the Lakers winning 134 to 131. I will be back tomorrow for more great Lakers conversation with you. And looking forward to seeing everyone out there on Joe's Nightcap at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.